Hello, everybody. This is Jennifer Williams, and I am the the host of podcast Lux Life, as well as real estate agent with Coldwell Banker Gold Coast. On my podcast today, I have the pleasure of having number one best-selling author Dave Rebro as my special guest. And Dave, could you please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on your uh, podcast today. Oh, for the folks who uh, are just joining in or listening to us, we just had an awesome conversation off of uh, off air before we started recording. So we're kind of jazzed up right now. But just to tell you who I am, my name is Dave Rebro, and the name of my company is DRCS Solutions. And basically, uh, my company, I'm a solopreneur. And I work with small business owners on transforming how they work in their businesses, going from frustration, unproductivity, uh, confusion with how they work, frustration, overwhelm, and switching them into or transforming into more of a kind of a uh, an efficient, systemized, uh, productivity-based uh, workflow. Now, that's the biggest thing that I work with, but working with technology Technology can be confusing and it can be hard and it can be cold. And I like to take that and kind of soften that up and help people realize that technology is a tool for you. And it's not a frustration. And it allows people to take that technology and put it to work for their benefit so they can work smarter, faster, be more organized, be in flow with work. And a lot of people don't understand the capabilities of the technology they have, even in the hands in their hand with, say, a smartphone. There's so many cool built-in features that they're not aware of. And if they are, they don't know how to use it smartly within their business. So I love to take technology and I love to take workflow and I love to take a more holistic approach and take that technology and help them transform the way they work. Therefore, creating more productivity, which also helps them to do more time management. The better you manage your time, the more enjoyable I have found that you have a lot. You actually have a life. Absolutely. Enjoy. You know, technology can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. Um, we were talking. Yes, we are. Oh, my gosh. The conversation earlier, if everybody heard this, we have had a great time. So we're, we're ready to go here. Um, we talked originally about Evernote Personal. At the beginning, you know, I just got an email about Evernote. You know, I I'm a huge fan of Outlook. I've mm-hmm. touched with Evernote just a little bit, but I they just launched this, did they? Or what, what's what's going on with Evernote Personal here? Yeah, so Evernote Personal actually showed up about a year ago. And uh, for you folks that don't know what Evernote is, Evernote is a note taking app on steroids. I call it my Swiss army knife of productivity tools. I mean, and the reason why I say that is Evernote is an app or a service that allows me to go ahead and capture anything I want to remember. Uh, it might be in my personal life or business life. And when I say capture anything, it's basically I can capture audio, text, web clippings, uh, photos, videos, YouTube videos, Uh, emails, uh, you name it, you can collect it into one workspace, which is a little bit different uh, to how we uh, have kind of approached productivity in the past, meaning that we normally would have like, what, five, six, seven, maybe eight tools to handle all these different features. Yeah. Evernote consolidates all that. 
And I'm really big on that. I like to consolidate. I don't like to have a lot of tools and a lot of things going on. I want to simplify and consolidate. And Evernote allows you to do that. So it's a really robust note-taking slash productivity tool. All right. Now there's way more to Evernote than I'm just saying here, but I just want to kind of give a, a brief intro to what it is. But what you're saying is, you know, you use Outlook. Yeah. Right? And uh, you probably set up your folders in Outlook and you kind of have all that set up and just all over. Uh, yes. Yeah. All over the place. Well, Outlook is not really designed to be that type of tool, even though it does have the features and you can do a real nice job with that. There are some limitations and you'll have roadblocks. And once you start to get these limitation roadblocks, it becomes frustrating. And then you have to bring in another tool and add another tool to that. And maybe you have to integrate with Dropbox or Google Drive and all that, right? Yeah, I've got all of it. Dropbox, got all of it. Google yeah. Drive, I, it's everything. And it, it, it does. You do. Yeah. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. And Jennifer, there's really nothing wrong with having multiple tools. But for me, when I have multiple tools, uh, you start to think about, all right, I have content all over the place. And for me to be streamlined, efficient and organized and in flow, it is a lot better to have all my content and data in one area that I can work with. So one workspace than jumping around to different areas. Now, people can do that and they're great multitaskers with their tools. But consolidating into warm work environment, such as Evernote, really simplifies that workflow process and that productivity really increases. Yeah, because you're breaking that. Every time you break your flow, it's almost like breaking your train of thought. You know, you're, you're, you're in this path and all of a sudden, oh, I got to go over to here. Oh, but this can't do it. I got to go over to here. You know, sometimes when I'm posting on my social media, I have to click, I have to open up four different programs in order to do what I want to do. I, come on. I, in yeah. order to find what I want to find. I don't know that that makes any sense. Um, you know, it needs to be streamlined where something, if it's all in Evernote, I can cut all that out and keep my original train of thought because, you know, as soon as you open up another app, it alerts you to something else and it reminds you of this and this comes over here and you're constantly being distracted and pulled. Absolutely. So that you, had, you had mentioned professional, Evernote professional, right? Yes. And you had mentioned some, uh, we were talking uh, earlier about some new features. Uh, Evernote has added a task manager into the Evernote environment now. So that workspace, that ecosystem. So not only are you able to capture all the content that you want, quickly find that content, you can also then begin to work in your task management into that connect to your calendar and have it sync into Evernote and really start to have that full workspace in one area, which is really cool. I mean, this is uh, starting to streamline and consolidate, right? That consolidate? Yes. I mean, I'm definitely, as soon as we're, as soon as we're done with the podcast, trust me, I'm uh, making sure that my Evernote is up and going again. And because I was getting, I would get a little frustrated with it. But honestly, I didn't give it the time. It, yeah. it was easier for me to go back to what I knew. You know what I mean? I've, I've been running Outlook for probably since the beginning of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, and I like what you said. You went back to what you knew or you were comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the big things when you're going to make a shift in your productivity, you have to kind of stretch your boundaries, right? 
you have to take a step out of what your comfort zone is to improve. Anytime we grow, we have to take a step out of our comfort zone. And sometimes taking a step out of your comfort zone to be more productive and to be more organized is, is kind of scary, right? And a lot of people just say, you know what? I, I tried it. I dabbled with this tool or I, I, in, in the case of Evernote, I tried it. I didn't get it. So I just went back to what I was comfortable with. And now I'm back to being overwhelmed or I'm confused and disorganized and I'm pulling my hair out and all that. Uh, sometimes you got to take that step and have that confidence to take that step. So, you know, when I work with a client, that's part of the, that's part of the game, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a head game. Productivity and organization and flow really starts up in the head. And uh, that's all part of it. So when I work with my clients, that's probably 50% of being productive is getting that headspace uh, organized as well as the workspace, right? Yeah, because you, you have to have, you know, before you start any job, before you start any task, number one, you have to have the right tools. Number two, you have to have them laid out properly where they're easy for you to grab, to use, to do your job. And then complete your job and it goes seamless. It goes, I mean, you're going to have your hiccups and you're going to have your things, but properly prepared, you know, it'll go off as smoothly as possible. And, you know, everybody will take note of that and see that you are, you're, uh, you're in flow. You're in flow. You're in flow. I love it. I love it. Now that's, that's definitely, that's going to have to be another, uh, another further conversation as well. Um, so let's then, I know we were talking, we're first going to talk about blockchain crypto, but now we're, we're going on this thing where let's talk about how like it can help with, you know, the tech therapy can also help with your productivity. So we get, we, we download and we make sure we're starting to utilize Evernote, which, mm-hmm. and we're talking our flow and our productivity How can that, I mean, not only just real estate agents, obviously, you know, me being a real estate agent, that's my primary focus, um, as well as my clients, but everybody else out there, you know, what else besides Evernote or or daily things can help to, to move us? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Besides Evernote, I like to say, you know what, no matter if you have an iPhone or have an Android, there's built in features into these phones that people are aware of, or maybe not aware of that can assist you on a daily basis in your daily workflow. Either it's your your personal life workflow or it's your business workflow. And personally, I have an iPhone and I love the Reminders app on the iPhone. I absolutely love it. And not only do I love the Reminders app, but I like to partner it with Siri, which is the built-in assistant on an iPhone. Yes, yes. Or an iPad or Mac, yep. Um, There's equivalents over in Android. And basically what I like is when I am really intently into something or I'm really, uh, we'll call it busy. I don't like using the word busy, but we're in a complex situation and things are coming at me. I don't want to overload my mind because once I start to overload my mind, I'm not as productive. I'm not in a productive space, right? Or I'm not focused. I, I lose focus. So when things pop up, maybe a message comes in, or maybe I think of something that doesn't pertain to what I'm working on, I want to get that out of my head as soon as I can. And I want to put it somewhere I can trust. Well, in the old days, what would we do? We'd grab what? The post-it notes or a piece of paper. We'd write things down. And paper, <laughs> yes. Yep, and paper, you got it. We'd write it down and we'd 
make a list or we'd have post-it notes all over the place. Index cards. I would use index index. cards too. And I would write down things on the index card and then I would scratch them off. And my poor little index card looked, it was, it was a nightmare. (laughs) It worked for the time. So picture your office in the old day when you had, well, maybe you do now. And maybe some of the people listening have that. You have post notes over, you have pieces of paper all over the place. And you walk into your office, you go to your desk, and you're like, oh, you're just overwhelmed, right, with the clutter. And and I like to use the tools that I have built into my devices to declutter not only my workspace, but my mind. So getting back to the Reminders app in Siri, I will say to my uh, phone, uh, I would call Siri or activate summon Siri. And if I needed to call someone, let's say I got to call Jennifer tonight at 7. Uh, PM because we need to follow up on something. But there's no way if I write a note right now or I'm in the middle of something, it's just not going to be a productive way to do it. So I'll tell my phone, remind me at 7 p.m. tonight to call Jennifer to discuss blah, 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 blah. And automatically, Siri will schedule that in the Reminders app. And then at that time, I'm going to get a reminder sent back to me on any of my devices because they're synced together that tells me, hey, Dave, you got to call Jennifer back tonight because we need to discuss this. If I am in, you know, something going on with life or going out with my business, I'm not trying. It's hard to remember all that stuff. So why not take advantage of the tools you have? Get that out of your head. Declutter your mind. Declutter your workspace. Get it in there and have your tool become your assistant for you. So I absolutely love that. That's it because then that way it. It's really then you're using it more to its its potential. It's potential. You know, we, we use it for social media. We use it for this and that, but it also can streamline our life better and give us back our life used properly. Absolutely. You know, I like to say to become a productive person, you have to develop productive habits, right? Because habits are repeated over and over and over again. We were talking about us. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about how your habit brought you back to Outlook, right? Yes. It's uncomfortable there. We have to kind of break old habits. And what I like to do is the technology I have helps me break those old habits because it's working with me, right? It's assisting me. And it's assisting me to develop those new habits. And in fact, I should point this out. I've many, many times, I've got a class that I work with real estate agents that I teach them how to use their personal devices as their personal assistant and become more efficient and more productive in daily uh, and weekly and yearly workflows, but specifically the daily workflows. How can it help me? Yeah. How can it help me? Let me know when that that is, because we're going to make sure to put that out there, and I'm going to make sure to attend. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's it's really a fun class, too, because when you start working with them, you'll see their jaws just dropping, going, oh, my God, I knew I had this, but I had no idea I could do this. Well, I, I had no idea I could schedule my calendar just by talking to my phone or ask my phone, do I have any open availability next Saturday? You know what I mean? And have your phone respond back to you. It's, it's really like your virtual assistant or personal assistant. Which is what we need. A lot of times, you know, we get going, we're so busy. Um, yeah. We were on a showing last yesterday. There were back-to-back showings, myself and another agent, and you know, he had a lot of phone calls that were coming in and he had a lot of text messages and things that were going on. And this might actually help him to streamline. You know, again, he's super busy, you know, was super busy, had so many other 
uh, things. And he was mindful to the clients that were in front of us at the time, the other agents, so on and so forth. But it, you could almost see how much was coming at and he doesn't want to lose track of anything. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And we as agents do that. You know, we're going to be on the phone and I have a te- you know, text message coming through, emails coming through. I want to service all my clients. I always want to be there for them. And I'm going to forget. And that's the worst feeling is when you go back through your phone and you go, oh, my gosh. I mean, yes, I respond in, in you know, very quickly regardless. But it, I it would be mortified if I miss someone's text message or call that I needed to tend to right away. If it's spam, it can go off to its side. I don't care about it. Um, you know, but clients, family, friends, loved ones, I, I don't want to miss them. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you said that. You don't want to miss the opportunities given to you uh, because especially in what you're doing, you're there to serve. You're there to create uh, an experience for somebody and you want to make sure it's the best experience because um, it reflects you. And of course you want your customer or client to succeed. So you want to create that environment. And if you're starting to forget things and believe me, I've worked with a lot of people where uh, meetings were forgotten, right? Or I'd show up for a meeting and they didn't show up because they forgot. Uh, All these things that kind of make you look bad and just kind of spoils that relationship. We want to look at approach of how can we better the relationship and to better relationship means you have to be there to serve the best you can for them. And using your tools, like your smartphone, your tablets, your computers, in a, in a smart, productive way is going to assist you create that environment, that relationship. Uh, so, uh, number one, there's a succeed or success on both ends, your clients and, and your end as well. Yeah, because, I mean, they're at the end of the day, they're, they're trusting us as agents with likely, depending on their portfolio, either it's their their primary investment, or it's one of a multitude of investments that they have, again, depending on, you know, what their price point is and who they are. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a home. If it's a home, it, they're, they live there, their family lives there, they eat there, they sleep there, they wake up there. It's a, it, you know, that, that estate or that home is, is a part of their family, essentially, you know, the brick and mortar. And for them to trust me with that is, I take it, very much to heart um, and and to trust with that process. So you're right. I mean, if, if I forgot a meeting, if I forgot a showing, if I forgot a listing appointment, I don't, I don't know. It would be, it would be far worse. I think it would affect me far worse than taking the few moments to tell Siri to set a reminder in my calendar. Absolutely. It's just that much easier than, and then I, then I avoid that feeling of, of disappointment in myself and to my clients and my clients mm-hmm. being let down. And then nine times out of 10, I was referred. Then they're going to go back to the person that referred me and say, well, why'd you refer us her? Because she didn't even show up. Well, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not good. Yeah, um, to me, to me, that's so annoying when those things happen because it's almost like a, a lack of respect for your time. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, and, and I love what you said before trust. Trust is such an important uh, factor when you're dealing with your clients. If your client doesn't trust you, uh, that relationship's done. Yeah, it's a no-go. I mean, you have to perform. You every, Is everything going to be perfect all the time? It's not. No. Are, are there always going to be hiccups? But I think it's sure. 
it's how you're, how you handle that and how you're prepared with that. And knowing that having my phone, having my iPad with me, because they're almost an extension. They are an extension of me as if, you know, um, I probably spend more time with my phone than I do my family because mm-hmm. it's with me all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's there. And to know that it can help streamline my life by my changing my thought process, you know, tweaking it just a little, mm-hmm. it'll make my life that much easier. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, Jennifer, we could talk about this. Jeez. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, you know, again, we're, we're setting up the next couple of podcasts, to be honest with you. I can, I yes. can tell by this podcast, which is, is fabulous. You know, that is what we talked about in the beginning. You know, obviously you're passionate about it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have a number one best selling book. You wouldn't be who you are. If I, if I understand correctly, you also do coaching as well. So, you know, you're passionate about what you're doing. I'm passionate about what I'm doing and, and it's, it's a perfect fit. Um, yeah, let's, we're going to cover this topic on a different episode, yeah, another, on another episode, because I think we can get a whole lot farther into um, what, you know, how to streamline our lives, how to, how to stay in flow, if you will, because that, that is actually one of my favorite terms. Let's get back to, <clears throat> originally we talked about blockchain and cryptocurrency. And I had a client that had come to me earlier in the week, and I was sharing with you prior, that had said, NFTs, what do you know about them? And I said, you know, the only thing I really know about NFT is what I've read in the Wall Street Journal. You know, I have no idea. I'm hearing rumblings besides, you know, we got blockchain, um, I have one client that's willing to accept cri- cryptocurrency for their property, whether it's a Ethereum or um, Ethos, one of the two, or Bitcoin. Um, and now I hear NFTs are going to be coming to <laughs> the real estate market near me. So I need to not only educate myself on all those different facets, let's educate the audience as well. Because if if my clients have my client base have those questions, it's so, so many other people do as well. So educate us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's. I'm going to take a big step backwards. Right, <laughs> well, right ahead. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to point out. I think we all know that this is so new to everybody, right? So blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, metaverse. Uh, all these terms and all these technologies, it's its so new, it's so groundbreaking, but it's really a, a technology that's going to change a lot of the, uh, it's going to change the ways we transact in society is really what it's going to do. Uh, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I just want to point out that blockchain and cryptocurrency technologies really in real estate, in my opinion, and I've seen this, uh, other people talk about this as well, is it's going to be one of the biggest game changers that the industry has seen uh, going back to probably uh, maybe when MLS went digital, right? 
That oh, was come on. That, that was it's going to be that big. I mean, it's I remember the dot matrix printers. You had the printout. There was no picture. You drove around. It was the car. It was, it was a nightmare. So mm-hmm. this is going to be that revolutionary for my real estate market. Do tell me more. <laughs> so, yes. So this technology is going to have that big of an impact on the industry. And it's going to be interesting how this plays out, but we're starting to see it happening now. Okay. So you had brought up NFTs and it's kind of funny. People will bring up NFTs and they'll throw that term out, but do they really even understand what an NFT is? Probably right? not. Cause I, yeah, if I asked you, Jennifer, person that knows yeah, if I asked you, Jennifer, tell me what an NFT is <laughs> or what oh, it even stands for. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't explain it. In, an, in enough of an educated format. The only thing that I've read about it is I can take a picture. One of my daughters, uh, you know, she's an art student at UIC. I can take a photo of one of her pictures. I can create an NFT. I can sell it. Okay, I, I kind of get the concept because somebody's buying your art. You're almost like creating your own money. It, but it, that's where everything stops. You know, I, I stop it there. That That's the end of my knowledge of it because I've heard that there are talks of, and, and we'll, you can get into this at a different point. And that's where I stopped with my education because primarily because I've heard that it's bad for the environment. Okay. Interesting. Well, let's, we can talk about the environment at probably another time because that's a whole conversation. <laughs> let's get back to NFTs. Uh, NFTs. So let's break it down. What does it stand for? It stands for non-fungible token, right? NFT, non-fungible token. Well, there's two words in there, non-fungible and token. And you're probably like, what the heck is non-fungible? I I am going, what? That's a term I've never heard. Okay. All right. So, well, let's do this. If I get too technical at any time, I want you to hit the what button? Because you'll be like, what? My Chris, wife does wait, that. Wait a second. We're going to yeah, wait. A, yeah. Hold on. Now I'm, yeah. you know, I'm tell me more because I am. That's enga- very engaging. That's very, I never, again, ask me what an NFT is. I don't know. It's an NFT. Oh. I have no idea. I just know that I'm hearing it's coming to a real estate market near me and I need to get educated on the ASAP. Yeah. So if we, if we start real simple, and we figure out what an entity actually is, then you can build on that and build your understanding, your knowledge base of how this technology can apply to the industry. So I want to, when I work with people, I like to start very basic and work our way up, unless that knowledge is already there. But so we have non-fungible tokens. We have two words, non-fungible and token. Non-fungible basically means that it's a unique asset or it's unique information or data right? It can't really be replaced by something else. In the physical world, we can think of what? Artwork. Yeah. So let's say uh, we have, um, I don't know, Monet. We have a a painting from Monet and it's an original. You can't really exchange with somebody equal value for that, right? Uh, So I can't give you an exact replica of that Monet to be equal counterpart with that. So non-fungible means it, it's unique, basically. If it's fungible, fungible would be like, say, uh, if you have a $20 bill, so cash is fungible, and you come back and said, hey, Dave, 
uh, can you break this $20 bill? I could give you two $10 bills right back to you. And that would be equal value, right? Yeah. Even though it's, it's not, it doesn't say a two zero on it, it's got a 10 on it, but it's equal value. So we can trade equal value there, right? It's, yeah. it's not super unique where we're just guessing at what the value is. All right. So fungible is it's not unique and we can exchange uh, back and forth. So you add token to the end of non-fungible. Well, what is a token? Okay. Tocal, tokens are a digital representation of uh, something of value, an asset. It could be a digital asset, right? Mm -hmm. You talked about taking a picture uh, yes. of your daughter or taking a picture of something. You can tokenize that. And what a token does is it gathers information about that asset, right? And it'll put in there that uh, the this was taken on this specific day, created by this specific person, and the ownership right now is Jennifer, all right? That token stores information about the asset that is owned. So it shows and proves ownership, right? Yeah, so it's it, almost it, like having something copyrighted. It's almost like having a copyrighted, yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's almost like it's uh, your own contract of ownership. Sure, okay. Yeah. All right, so we have non-fungible. So it's a asset or device that's unique. Uh, you may have heard the, um, the uh, CEO or the owner of Twitter, uh, who's no longer there, he had then take his first tweet and made it into an NFT. It's an original tweet, his very first, and he sold it, all right? And he was able to sell it because it was in a token format. So, so I want you to into currency, like current, yeah. like so the token is like a currency. So you're almost like minting that minting, if you will, your yeah. own currency. Yes, but what's back behind it is an asset, a unique asset. Right? Yeah, <laughs> kind of blows your head, right? So it is. So it is almost like, although your artwork is a tangible asset. Yes. This is a digital, digitalized, digitized tangible ownership. asset. So yeah, you have well, ownership. You have ownership. It's a proof of ownership that you have on there. It's unique. You could take a, a picture of your daughter or a picture of something on vacation and sell it. Someone could buy it and then make multiple copies, but there's only one proven owner. It's a proof of ownership in that token, right? There's one proven ownership. So if I go to sell this, it's not rare like the actual copy, the, not the copy, the, the actual, original. the original. Yes. Yep. And the proof is in the token, right? And whoever owns that token is the owner of that true owner of that original. All right. So now because it's in token format, think of a token. Remember when you would go to Oh, the arcade when you were a kid and you'd buy these tokens, you'd yeah. use a token like Chuck E. Cheese or something like that. You put yeah. a token in that token represented a dollar value, like 25 cents or whatever it was at the time. Right. Yes. And you would buy them and you go play all these games. I right? still have some, to be honest yep. with you. <laughs> still sometimes some you would trade it. Yeah. You would trade it with your friends or yeah. whatever. Well, think of a token. All right. On a more sophisticated level. Think of a token as something that you can trade, sell, or hang on to, and then therefore you can transact with that. 
there is a value to that that's assigned by the buyer or the seller, right? An, an agreement. So, so a non-fungible token would then allow me to take or allow you, let's say you took a picture uh, on vacation. I really loved it. And I want the original, the one that you had, right? And I want ownership of that because it's so unique and rare. Maybe it was a, uh, you got a picture of a bear in Yellowstone juggling beach balls. <laughs> awesome. oh, we've seen that before. Come on, out in the wild? Yeah, not, oh. not in the forest. No, definitely yeah, not, not in the forest. That, that would, yeah. That would, okay. But there's some rarity to it, and I perceive value to it, and I want to buy that from you. I can purchase that from you, and then I then would become the owner of that amazing bear juggling, you know, beach balls out in Yellowstone, right? And it has value to me. And I can hold on to that as well until someone else may come to me and say, you know what? Oh, I have a juggling bear collection. This has never happened before. I want to pay $1.1 million for that. All right. And I hesitate for a second and say, you got a deal. And then I'm able to go ahead and take this token, right? This non-fungible token, which is attached to that picture. And they become the sole, sole uh, original uh, owner of that that photo, okay? So that rare photo, the original, they're the owners of that. So tokens allow you to go ahead and trade and sell and move both digital and physical uh, assets around. And you can do it seamlessly. You can do it on a blockchain. And the blockchain, what's nice about that is once it's stamped into the blockchain, it can't be changed until another transaction can be made. So it's verifiable that I am or you you are the owner of a specific asset. It could be a digital asset or it could be a physical asset. Mm -hmm. Well, all right. Now that we got that out of the way, how I would that so work? So many with more a, questions. <laughs> how would that work with a house, right? Yeah. Or a, home or a condo or a piece of land or I or mean, I can like see that. how it would if the, if the two parties are in agreement. Yes. You know, everything starts with two parties being in an agreement. And if two parties are in agreement, they could trade this essentially. You could trade. Or think about this, Jennifer. What if you had uh, a rental property, a big, uh, let's say a big complex, uh, we'll say 500 rooms, yeah. or 500 condos in this complex. And normally, if you wanted to get some action or get a piece of this investment, you would have to come in and be accredited and probably have, what, a uh, minimum $100,000, probably whatever higher. It to is. Get, yeah, whatever everybody yeah. decides. Whatever the, yes. Well, with tokenization, you can really fractionalize that asset. And then you can purchase a token that might be, we'll say, a $1,000 token that gives you a $1,000 uh, piece of that uh, property or that asset. And built into that token is you get a specific share of what that uh, income is. Maybe it's an apartment and you're getting rental income, right? Sure. So you purchase a token and then built into the token, this is where we get into something called smart contracts, which adds a layer of sophistication to the tokens that allows conditions when conditions are met that things are triggered. And one thing would be, you know, if uh, there's profit on a monthly basis, uh, you get one one thousandth of the profit. Sure. And you get that on a monthly basis, whatever it is. So tokens and NFTs 
will now start to allow people to have the freedom and the the opportunity to get involved with things they really couldn't do before. You sure. can you think about that. I might have a piece of a vacation uh, property in oh Tahiti. I might be part owner of an apartment complex in New York. I might be part owner of, and I'm adding this to my portfolio. And now I'm into real estate in a way that I never could before. So I now have the power to get involved and buy these tokens once they're tokenized, right? And invest in that and then become owners of uh, parts of real estate, uh, parts of assets, uh, not locally, but around the world. So that it's almost like you're, you have, you can create your own stock. Yes. You're and then you can also buy into, so it, it's on a similar scale as a stock market, only yes. different because you can buy, because fractional ownership, you know, we're, we're finding it that, you know, fractional ownership all over the world is really becoming a thing. You, know, you have either you'll have a larger corporation that will purchase and then the, make the original purchase. And then part of how they're getting their money back as well, they want to hold it or they don't. And you have fractional ownership. You know, we're, it's in private aviation, which is taking a Okay, that was not meant to be a play on words. It's taking off. <laughs> I like that. I, I did not mean that, but that's it. That was a good one. Um, but it is. It's taking off in ways that that we've not seen before. And so that. So in a nutshell, everybody can create their own stock and create their own worth. Yes. And whatever the end, whatever the two parties agree upon as far as payment or what the cash value, if you if you will, being in air quotes um, for those on podcast, it that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Now we had talked earlier too, and I've heard that some people there are celebrities um, as well that have virtual houses and they have an art collection in these virtual houses so then that's of course the real estate agent in me says well who are they going to use to sell their virtual house <laughs> and how is that going to play i mean there really are people building virtual houses yes absolutely in fact jennifer this is an amazing explosion of what we call the metaverse all right. So basically, the metaverse is taking virtual reality, uh, augmented reality, and physical reality and merging them together into a kind of like a, a world and existence. Right. Unbelievable. So, yeah. So there are um, platforms out there. You may have heard of uh, maybe Decentralized or Decentraland, uh, Sandbox. Uh, gosh, there's I've heard a of bunch of other. Yeah, these are metaverse-based platforms that create these worlds. And in these worlds, it's kind of like SimCity. If you I was going to say, Sims. it's almost like Sims. Yeah. Or yeah, there's another like one, too, that um, is on uh, the Nintendo DS. I can't remember. Well, I, I've now I'm really dating myself. The 3DS, <laughs> and I cannot remember what the name of it is, but my kids probably would rattle it off right away. So in these worlds... There are, there's land that's available. And 
on this land, there's plots of land. And as a member or a participant in this world, I can purchase a plot of land. And based on whatever the rules are of the land, I can build a the rules building. and the covenants. Yeah, so can, they're mir- they're they're mirroring essentially. They're mirroring the physical world in the digital world. Believe me, we can really get deep, and it gets really freaky how deep this gets. But people will exist in this virtual world uh, where it's kind of connected to physical, but uh, it exists on your computer, on your devices, or on a VR headset. And you exist in there and you socialize in there. You build things in there. You could build a house. So it's you like could... Minecraft. It's like Minecraft yes. and the Miis from, from Wii U Yes, collided. And you threw sprinkled in a little bit of Animal Crossing in there. And we sprinkled it. Like I said, I wish I could remember the name, with the, uh, the name of it as well. So we're taking all these virtual realities. Yes. And it's just another, I hate to word, use the word extension, but it's another like likeness to what we've been walking around with in our DSs. And we're, when we're playing, you know, we're, we're Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. You're immersing ah. yourself, you're immersing yourself into this virtual world. Really, it's a different reality. You're in a virtual world, which is so. Again, this really gets deep. And, I was going to say this is like this is like three it almost gets scary down the road it. here. <laughs> yeah. But in these worlds, they function like the physical world, where you'll have stores that you go to, and when you go to these stores, you can purchase, and those stores will connect to the physical store in the physical world and have it shipped to your house, all your groceries. Or if you want to purchase, uh, what? You know, Wait a time. second! Hold on. So we didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we just we just took a left hook here. So similar, which actually is a really good idea because very similar to, I can get on my phone, my iPhone. My I love my iPhone, mm-hmm. and I loved my BlackBerry more. I'm still, I'm still tearing over the Blackberry, but anyway, um, so now I can get on my phone. I can get on Amazon and I can order my food to be delivered to my home. Now, as we stand from Whole Foods Mm -hmm. and have it shipped to my house, I never have to go to the store. So you're telling me that this is going to, this is in is this in in this other this is, virtual reality world this is now? already happening this is already happening what yes in fact get this jennifer <laughs> they have where have i been <laughs> in these in these virtual metaverse worlds they actually have uh let's say art museums where there's like art in there and you go in there and you view the art um physical bands will then come into the metaverse and put on a concert a virtual concert in that world that you can purchase you can get a, a ticket, ticket to go view it oh for you know what <laughs> it is and what so, the bands are doing get this i know you want to ask me something but i'm going to yeah jump but right. i'm not going to forget this the bands are going to add extras to your ticket your virtual ticket meaning that if you come and watch them in this virtual world you're going to have access to maybe the next release you're going to be the first one to hear their next song they give all these benefits 
to their NFT token, right? So the tickets like it, a, so it drives up the price of their NFT the token, token, and so it's again, it's all going like ooh, my the wheels are turning like you would not believe right now. Yeah. So getting back to our original question, yes, you're building houses and and condos and apartments in this world, but you're spending physical money in that world. So you're converting it into virtual money, into tokens. And then you're purchasing these tokens to have the capabilities to go ahead and build and construct and, and create in this virtual world. It's just, it's very mind blowing when you start to sit back and think about it. Mind, this is my, happening. Yeah. It's I, happening right now. I'm uh, I'm, I definitely have a lot more swirling around and more ideas because this this is I think we've got at least uh, four more or five more podcasts and we're not even through with this one yet. Um, I I I don't even know what to say. I think that so how it is that gonna how's it gonna affect the dollar? Do we 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 probably I mean likely we don't even know because what I think I can see the benefits of this too being. I can sit here like now we're on, we're on zoom. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, a similarity only it's this, our zoom is not tokenized. Well, I think I'm going to have to tokenize uh, Lux life because that's going to be my next spot to do that. Now. Now you're thinking. <laughs> now you're thinking. <laughs> Cause you can get a ticket to uh, cause you get, you're where you are. I'm where I am. We're still in the physical world connecting. Virtually virtually wow yeah so this would take what we're doing right here and just build a whole world around it a virtual world around it that you and i would exist in um and you and i could be sitting on a park bench somewhere having this conversation in the virtual world recording this so do you have a me in the the virtual world or is it how how do you, how are we in the, in the virtual world? Like I said, I'm, I'm beyond, I'm below my, I can't even talk. And that's not like me because I have so many things going on. So we're going to have to look into it. So where can we go? Okay. I got it. Where can we go to figure out how to tokenize? Because as soon as we're off, we're off of this, I'm going to, to do this. Um, where do we go to figure yeah, out how well, to tokenize this? Yeah. Well, first of all, this is all the stuff we're talking about is new technology and it exists and it's happening. All right. So it's very young in its existence, but anytime you're going to get into something new, please, please, please educate yourself first. Know what you're doing before you jump into something like this. Even if it's just, you're going to start in cryptocurrencies and you're going to make your first crypto Bitcoin purchase. Please understand what the technology is why Bitcoin exists, how to go ahead and purchase it, how to store it, what the ramifications of of it, of owning it, what taxes are now being applied to it. Please get educated before you get involved with these technologies. This is what I love to do. I love to take these complex things that are happening and simplify it and teach people about them before they get involved. So they, when they get involved, they start to make good decisions. They're not making reactive decisions. They're not following the crowd. They're not chasing down a a Hello Kitty NFT and paying 
$100,000 for it uh, and not knowing why they're doing it just because everybody else is doing it and you want one. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I mean, so you're right. I need to slow and come back and go, wait a second. So yes. what? You need to put on the brakes and you need to learn and have some knowledge before you get involved with this. That would make sense because who knows what's out there? Who knows what's and I'm sure like with everything else, there's a way to be taken advantage of. Absolutely. There are a lot of, even in the crypto blockchain environment, even though it's super safe, the technology itself, you can't hack it. Uh, and that's a whole different conversation. We can talk about the, the safety and the, uh, uh, the benefits of blockchain, um, but there's still a physical layer to that. And there's always scams in the physical layer and people fall for those scams. Uh, I, I'll admit, and maybe this is a different conversation, when I first got involved five years ago in the crypto environment, I fell for a scam. A lot of people did. All right. And I can talk about that in another episode of what to look at, what to look for. And when I that happened to me, I believed in the technology, but I needed to understand the technology more. So I didn't fall for uh, not knowing uh, about something in a way that would have protect me. So knowledge is a protection once you get into this. So then so I, goes back to our, what, our previous conversation before we started the podcast. Maybe that all happened for a reason. So then that way you can educate the rest of us. Absolutely. What to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, we, we were talking for. about the law of attraction and things happen for a reason. <sighs> yeah. I, I like to teach from the mistakes I made. So the people that get involved now don't go through that and don't get taken advantage of and how they can start on the right foot and then continue on a, uh, a progression through it in a manner that is productive, in a manner that's profitable, right? Yeah. In a manner that's successful. So knowledge is so important, especially when something new like this comes out. But once you understand it, the light bulb goes off. And then you can start to do your research and you understand the terminology and you understand it and you just kind of grow in this environment and you can succeed and find success in this. So that's, that's what I love to do. Uh, we had talked about uh, me working with people and helping them simplify technology and then uh, simplify how they use it and understand it. Well, this is a great example of it to get involved with this. I coach people how to, tip their toes into the blockchain crypto environment, right? And they start very basic with just buying their first cryptocurrency and understanding why they're buying it and what that cryptocurrency does. So they can say, you know what, this makes sense. This technology really makes sense. And I'm investing in not just, I'm gonna be quick, rich, flip it and go. Some people do that, but most people who try to do that get burned. But I'm investing in something I understand and know this is something that's going to last for a long time, something that's going to revolutionize uh, the way we transact in finance and how we buy and sell products and uh, in the real estate environment, uh, how we're going to transact and how all those transactions are going to change and how that's going to be now tokenized and how I can be used, how I can use cryptocurrencies to go ahead and pay for things and and maybe I'm trading properties and maybe I'm investing. Once you start to learn that, you I mean, this is still early on, Jennifer, in this. This is just like 
Yeah, but it's like if, it, if I'm hearing about it in my, you know, my real estate market. If I, you know, because I, I listen to so many different, um, whether it's luxury guru. I mean, I listen to so many different because knowledge is power, just as you said, and that then gives me the ability to serve my clients the best because the more knowledgeable I am on a broad scale, I can help my clients. So, because if I am coming up again, if there's another agent that comes in and they have better knowledge than me, which happens, but I need to know where I can go to, to gain the knowledge myself. Again, it all goes back to trust, you know, knowledge is power and trust. And my clients trust the fact that if there is something I don't know or don't understand, I will find the answer. Yeah. It might take me a minute, but I will find the answer. Un. Believable. I can't, like I said, I think, let's see, what are you doing next month? Because I think we're going to be doing a few more of these podcasts because I cannot, as this is evolving, mm-hmm. you know, between the first part of the podcast and interview is about making our life, you know, streamlining my life. We also now complicated it in the same podcast, <laughs> but in a good way, in, in a, a good, good way. way, because it's growth. And that's what we want. Yeah. We want that growth. Oh, you Un- hit it right on the head right there. It is all about growth. <sighs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So we're going to hit. So the dollar, you, know, you hear about the dollars going away. Cryptocurrency is going to replace the dollar. You know, to me, there's always barter and trade. And again, it goes back to two agreements. You know, you have this person agreeing to, to accept this form of payment for this particular ser- item or service, whatever it is. So I don't see the dollar going anywhere, to be honest with you. Um, I think this is just an extension of it. This broadens it. It almost takes how all of our, you know, we have the US dollar, you have the Euro, and those can all still stay. But it almost blends them together. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, that's a whole different conversation, too, about the actual uh, tech government and how that all plays out, especially. Oh yeah, with- of course. Why, I, I don't know why I'm not even thinking that there's. Of course, there's going to be a governmental body overseeing all this. Uh, that yeah. is a whole. Again, you know, I think we'll have you on a monthly basis here because <laughs> this is um, just to stay up to date because this is evolving so fast, so quickly, and if we don't keep up, we're going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. And nobody really wants that. You know, some people, it's not for them and that's okay. That's their choice. You know, some people are going to love it. Some people are going to go, what the hell are they both talking about? Um, Unbelievable. So we really can sell a house with an NFT. I mean, of course, government regulations, rules, uh, lawyers are involved. So I I guarantee lawyers would be involved. But you, we really could sell a piece yeah. of real estate with an NFT, son of a gun. Yeah. So the technology <laughs> there, you hit it on the nose. It's all about the regulatory bodies and uh, how that all works, but it is happening right now. Um, uh, I know there's a website called MyBricks, which is an investment, uh, kind of like a crowdsourcing investment site, uh, mybricks.com, that allows you to buy tokens. They go out and they rehab apartment complexes. And you buy ownership into this and you get a certain percentage of the rent that exists right now. Um, this is happening all over the world. 
Um, so with a little research, uh, you'll find how this is starting to pop up. Now, once you start to see them start to pop up and that momentum grows, look out because it's going to, it's this environment, this whole crypto blockchain environment has exploded. I did a presentation four years ago and I told that crowd within three to five years, you're going to see an explosion of this technology. And a lot of the things we talked about right now are starting to become commonplace. NFTs, Bitcoin, Ethereum, blockchain, smart contracts, uh, tokenization, all that's really starting to become mainstream. You're seeing articles in the Wall Street Journal all over the web. It's really starting to explode. And again, you guys, everybody who's listening, this is just the beginning of this. It's still a baby. It's an infant. And we're in at the ground level right now, which is so exciting. And it's exciting. You can see my passion. You can, or hear my passion. You can, if you get involved now and you get adapted now, the change that's coming is not going to be so as harsh as if you jump in later on. You yeah, I mean? it won't be so scary. It won't be so scary you know, because you're, it's, it's evolving, you're evolving. Yeah. yeah. Just the terminology and you have a, a basic understanding makes something a little bit more easy to take. You, you get that comfort level, right? And with technology, that's the big thing. Even when the smart devices, smartphones and iPads came out, when I worked with real estate agents, and I worked with hundreds of them, they were afraid of it. They didn't want to deal with it. But it was those early adopters that grabbed it and ran with it and succeeded. And uh, they had the edge up, right? They had the, the leg up. And they it's amazing what some of those early adopters did in the real estate industry. It was fun to be with them and guide them through. Well, this is a whole new uh, technology that uh, I can see an amazing things that are going to happen with it. And I want to teach and help people like you, Jennifer, and your listeners uh, all about this so they can adapt to it and take advantage of it, right? Early adopters, you know, when something that's successful and they get in early, you, those are the ones that really succeed with it. It's the most profitable in it. Yeah, you always have to be cutting edge. You always have to be ahead. I hate to say ahead of the game or, you know, the only competition we have is ourselves. you know. So if you want to say you want to be ahead of the competition, well, then you need to grow. Yeah. You know, because that's you have to continue to grow outside your comfort level and your comfort zone. Again, going back to what we said before, when we were talking about Evernote. Un, I, you know, again, <laughs> I'm not speechless very often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a loss of words. I have because my I have so many ideas that are coming in and so many thoughts and so many questions, which I'm sure our listeners do as well. So in the meantime, so when we end the podcast here, um, this is also going to be on YouTube as well. We're, we're heard all over the place. Uh, we, keep, we keep gaining uh, gaining ground, which is, is what we want. Uh, put it out into the universe and, and let it go. And it's going. Um, where, in the meantime, in between now and in our next podcast, and I'll, like I said, I'll talk to you about that once we're we are done recording. How can somebody get a hold of you? Because I guarantee there's going to be either fellow agents in my audience. There's going to be people that are going to say, you know, I liked what he had to say. I really, I can connect with him. You have um, a likable, I mean, that's, but you have a likable, approachable personality. Mm -hmm. You you'd make tech sound exciting. 
you know, tech a lot of times is not real exciting. Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, um, how did they get a hold of you? Well, thank you, Jennifer, for the kind words right there. Yeah, you can reach me at my website, which is D as in Dave, R, C as in cat, S as in Sam, hyphen solutions, that's plural, solutions.com. So D-R-C-S hyphen solutions.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. Go ahead and do a search. Connect with me. Please connect with me. Tell me that you, you heard me on Jennifer's podcast uh, and let's connect. Um, you can also go to amazon.com. Put my name in the search and you'll see the book that I co-authored. It's called Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And uh, I'm one of the authors in there. And Jennifer, you'll like this. I talk about how I use technology from a mindful standpoint to turn my business and my life around 11 years ago. So it was a great kind of a, a personal. Um, I do love it. Yeah, kind of a, a personal approach that I took. And I share my frustrations and I share how I use technologies and strategies to help me get through some tough times in my business, in my personal life. Um, so it's very relatable, uh, great things. I do talk about Evernote in there as well. So you'll see that. And I do interview uh, uh, some other people that uh, I share some of their strategies and their thoughts. So it's called Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Uh, I'm in the, there's five volumes to this. I'm in volume one, which is the blue book, volume one. But you can just go to Amazon and go ahead and search my name, Dave Rebro, on there. If anybody out there likes what they heard, like our conversation, and you're like, you know what? I want to jump into this a little bit more deeper and start to grow my knowledge. I work with individuals, groups uh, to come out and teach this stuff. Okay. So I have uh, coaching platforms. I come out and speak. Uh, I run uh, workshops. So if anybody out there is interested in possibly, you know, scheduling something, and I have various topics that uh, we work off of, feel free to go to my website. Uh, if you go to my website, if you add slash crypto at the end, uh, that'll go right to my crypto page where I talk about blockchain, uh, cryptocurrency, coaching, uh, training, and as well as presenting. So uh, I love, you can tell my passion, I love to go ahead and present this stuff because it's just so fun and just uh, such a dynamic topic. You make uh, it I'm fun. available. It's not yeah. fun. You make it fun. You make it where it's like I'm engaged. So I, awesome. I, I'm not. And we're going to make sure we put your links on the um, in as well. And with our podcast, so it's easy enough for everyone to find where they need to go to to connect with you. Unbelievable. That was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, we're going to sign out now and you have every all of Dave's information and we'll also make sure that's in the a podcast description. Dave, stick around at the end of this and uh, let's have a further conversation here. What what a what an educational episode. My goodness. So thank you everyone for tuning in. This is Jennifer Williams with Lux Life, and it has been my pleasure to have Dave Rebro as my special guest on this, uh, this, this episode. Once again, Jennifer Williams, Cobalt Banker Gold Coast, Lux Life podcast. Until later. Thanks. <laughs>